Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. We are about to actually play somebody else the saints are taking on the houston texans saturday at seven o'clock you can watch that game on fox eight it is unfortunately in texas we have to wait a few more weeks until we get to see the saints here in the superdome i am aaron summers joined by todd graffinini john DeShazer. we just kind of wanted to give a, a wrap-up of the past 14 days at camp i guess overall evaluations anything that stood out to you any player so far todd well, I think the obvious, Aaron, is uh, Paulson Adebo, who you could say was the MVP early in camp. I think Chris Olave has performed well as a rookie. Um, and, you know, in the absence of Jameis Winston the last couple of days, I think Andy Dalton has shown that he is a true professional. And if anything would uh, unfortunately happen to Winston in the regular season, I don't think the Saints would miss a beat uh, at quarterback. Um, you know, other than that, I think it's been a pretty – normal camp there really hadn't been a whole lot of drama yeah guys have gone out but that's at every training camp in the NFL uh, I think really it, it's you know I don't want to downplay it but it's probably been in, in the four years that I've been here the easiest training camp when you're talking about weather because it has it's just been cake out there I mean cloud cover rain we've been indoors a bunch so it's been the lightning that's been the yeah, problem seriously so I, I just think it's it's been pretty smooth and I think that's exactly the way, J.D., that, that everybody wants it. You don't need a whole lot of drama because last year we had a ton of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you just want to get through camp basically uh, without injury pretty much. And, you know, had a couple of tweaks, you know, Marshawn Lattimore's, you know, hammy and uh, Jameis Winston's, you know, with the foot issue. But other than that, as long as you can get through camp uninjured uh, with your primary guys, you know, unfortunately, you know, Bryce Thompson goes out and, you know, DeMarco Jackson so far, but, you know, your primary guys, if you can get through without them being injured and been able to get your cohesion together, then you've met, you've had a, a really good camp. Graf gave his standout in Paulson Adebo. Anybody that stood out to you? No, I mean, he pretty much named him. I mean, you know, Paulson Adebo jumps off the page, um, and that pretty much, you know, I, I don't want to uh, – well, I take that back. Bradley Roby, I thought, was, has been pretty good in camp, uh, really stepped up. As a nickel or an outside corner, he has he's had to play both. He can play both. I think he's going to get a lot of snaps this year. Uh, I think last year the expectations for him were so high when he was traded from the Texans. But mm-hmm. as he mentioned, it was a couple of days before the regular season opener, so he really didn't get a chance to adapt to the system. I think we'll see the real Bradley Roby uh, this regular season. He's looked really good in camp. And um, and if you, if you want to go a little bit farther, I mean – well, Michael Thomas always looks good, but he's <laughs> I healthy. I literally was thinking about that, too. <laughs> you know, I was like, why didn't but, I say Michael Thomas? But he, he's healthy. He looks right. like Michael Thomas. So, you know, getting him back on the field healthy is going to mean a world of difference for this offense. Thursday's practice, it was a little wet out there, and Michael Thomas actually slipped and fell. And you, you almost kind of held your breath for a second to make sure he's getting up okay. And, and he's been taking contact, and he's looked great, and he's continued to make spectacular catches I didn't see him play in person when he was actually here playing, but 
he looks the part. He looks great out there. And you said it too, Aaron, when you see him hit the ground, it was like, oh my goodness. But that's, that's what you got to do, J.D. I mean, it's football. You're going to hit the ground. Yes. You're going to be tackled. Yeah, the hitting ground doesn't bother me at all. It's the running and the cutting because mm-hmm. it was an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going for the ball doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's the cutting that he's doing that makes him Michael Thomas. He is a guy who, you know, short area quickness and strength and great hands, uh, he positions himself well. And that's what you want to see out of him. If he can't get in and out of his breaks, then it's going to be tough on him. But his ability to be able to get in and out of his breaks, to position himself in front of cornerbacks, once he gets a cornerback in the right position, nobody can get through him. He's going to catch that pass. And so that's the thing that's been great to see. Him going down on the ground, hey, that's a great sight because that's just getting back to football. But Mm -hmm. the cutting and the running is what I wanted to see the most. It's the second time also that we – had practice on a wet field. I mean, mm-hmm. it was basically drizzling the entire day today. So it's good to see him get those, you know, quote-unquote bad weather practices out of the way and know you can still do your work and, and everybody, you know, the field's never an issue. The uh, the field is just outstanding out there. So, again, everybody was able to get their cuts and their reps and, and everything like that on the wet field. And to jump in, it, because I'll go back to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton can play, man. Yeah. Andy Dalton is a starter in the NFL, and I guarantee you – um, I think Carolina would love to have him. I think Atlanta would love to have him. I think there are several teams that he could start for today, right now in the NFL. So having him is a significant luxury for the Saints. When you think about last year when Jameis Winston got hurt, the Saints team went 0-5 after that. And if that were to happen again this season, I think you would think very you feel very good about having Andy Dalton be the backup and feel you could win those games. Well, I, I agree, but I think last year was a completely different set of circumstances, Aaron, because not only did you lose your starting quarterback, but you just didn't have the supporting cast around him to, you know, what Trevor Simeon, who, who's he throwing to? You mm-hmm. know, he's throwing to Marquez Callaway, no disrespect, but Callaway right now is, is fourth or fifth on the depth chart. Actually, you could argue he's sixth, where last year he was one or two to yeah. start the year. So it's just totally different. But but actually, if you put Dalton in now with the set of weapons that he has around him, you can be very successful in this offense. And obviously you hope Jameis Winston won't miss any time, but it's the NFL and you never know. And Dalton's spoken very highly about some of the, the second you know teamers that have come mm-hmm. in that he's worked with, Kirk Merritt, somebody that he thinks is very good. Let's talk about the depth a little bit. Going into this preseason game in Texas – what are some of the position groups that you're really keying in on and curious about who's going to play, what kind of reps they're going to get? Look, I'm going to I'm going to bubble wrap Michael Thomas. <laughs> I'm going to bubble wrap um, Chris Olave. I, I, he's a rookie. He might, so he might play, play JD. I'm going to bubble wrap Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I'm going to bubble wrap um, um, Demario Davis. You know, most of the offensive linemen. I'm going to bubble wrap. I do want to see. Uh, Trevor Penning play. I want to see what happens at linebacker. Um, now that Pete Werner is out injured and Demario Davis probably won't play in this game, as he should not, um, but there's got to be some depth developed there. I know Kay Nellis has been around. I know Andrew Dowell's been around, but those guys haven't played a lot. Um, Zach Bond's on the shelf a little bit, so he needs to be on the field, and unfortunately he's not right now. But they've got to have some depth at that linebacker position. Otherwise, they're going to have a whole lot of big safety play, you know, extra safety play in. And, and you, you can get away with that in certain situations, but you got to have linebackers. And so I want to see what's going to happen there. Interested to see what happens at tight end. Um, Taysom Hill probably won't play, I, I would imagine. Uh, but, you know, Troutman and 
and Nick um, Vanette. yeah, Nick Vanette and, and Juwan Johnson and Kroll. Those guys are going to have to show a little something because I think you pretty much know what you're going to get out of Taysom Hill. He's going to play. Uh, Troutman's going to play. Vanette's probably going to play, and there's going to be a scrum behind those guys as to who gets an opportunity to play. And then, you know, you're talking about the backup running backs. We know yeah. Alvin Kamara. We know Mark Ingram. Uh, Dwayne Washington, even though, you know, he's more a special teamer, but he's going to be your third running back. But who's going to be the other guy? Because Dwayne Washington plays a lot of special teams. They don't use him a lot at running back. So who's go- really going to be the third running back? I love Abram Smith when they brought him in. They brought him in for a reason. They paid him pretty well as an undrafted rookie. Uh, but Ozigbo's been here for a while. He knows the system. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens at that position. Now, as we record this, we still haven't gotten what the coaching staff has put out as far as what we're going to see in rotations. But, I mean, even going to the most basic position of quarterback, I mean, yeah. Andy Dalton, I don't expect to play a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. Uh, see, now I think he might play a series. I think well, he no, might play a series. Right, but <laughs> just to, to further that, though, you know, Ian Book, He's he play. could play maybe the entire He's ball game. Play. He's going to play a lot. And, and you know what? Now, here's what I do like for him, Ian Book. Because last year when he went in against Miami and he played oh. that game, there was nobody, nobody for him to play with. Mm-hmm. There was basically no offensive line for him to play behind. He so was he, a sacrificial lamb yes, is what he was. Yes, he was. Yes, and, I, you know, you felt for him. This time will be his actual baptism into the NFL. Well, he'll get a chance maybe to play some with the one line, but certainly with the two line, better than the units that he got a chance to play with last year. So we'll get a – a little bit better evaluation of Ian Book in this preseason game because he's going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot. Ian Book's going to get more reps in this week alone than I think he's gotten probably all of last season. Well, the game he was supposed to play last year in the preseason was the third game, and that got wiped out by Hurricane Ida. Mm -hmm. So he really had zero reps. He maybe played a series in in the preseason. That was the first game, I believe, against the Ravens. He did not play after that at all. Yeah. That, yeah. that Miami game was just that was unfair it was, it was, to the yeah. NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, the Saints were in a position where they they could not field a competitive team. They could not field a competitive team. Injuries and COVID. It was not an easy year for multiple reasons last year, but this year's new and different. And now we have a new head coach in Dennis Allen. Not too many changes that we've seen out here from where we are able to watch and, and we're not in the meeting rooms and everything like that. But he's definitely talked a lot about how he wants the identity of this team to be tough, smart, and competitive. He says that's what he preaches to the team. He said it several times uh, in interviews after practice. How have you seen that on the field? Uh, I just think it's been business as usual to me. Again, I think JD would agree with that. You know, this is my fourth training camp and Honestly, I really can't tell much difference between the first. Well, one of them I wasn't able to to do because of COVID, but uh, the other two, I mean, it's 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 run smoothly. Everybody is there's no wasted time is 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 really the bottom line. So uh, I just think it's been a very very smooth transition. Yeah, uh, from Sean Payton to Dennis Allen. Yeah, I don't think many cosmetic changes. I I will say that something you noticed today um, when you're talking about smart. uh, First, you had Carl Granderson uh, jump offside, and he came off the field. And then you had Peyton Turner jump offside, and he came off the field. So dumb teams lose games. Dumb teams lose games. And you don't want to beat yourself. And the best place to put that into practice is, you know, nip it at practice. Get it get it out of the way. When a guy makes an error, you know, 
let him know and get him off the field. And by the way, that was the Wiley veteran uh, Andy Dalton drawing yeah. those guys off sides. Yeah, and, so. and, and see, the thing about that, it's, it's like, okay, dude, it's practice. What yeah. are you jumping for? I mean, in his practice, you, you'd rather be late than early in That's practice. But, Do it know. now and not yeah. during the game. But, I mean, immediately, they were like, get him, get him. Well, how about getting kicked out of practice? Has that happened ever? It's happened. I mean, now I can't. Here, I guess. I, I, I mean, I haven't I, seen it. You know, I, I, I cannot say in the, I'm sure in the Sean Payton era, somebody got kicked out. I just, it doesn't ring a bell right now because it's been a while. Uh, but they, you know, The former players said they had to run a lot. They, had, yeah. they got told to run when they made mistakes, not have to leave practice. No, I, I, I just feel like I've seen somebody get run out of practice. And <laughs> I, I just, you know, and I, I don't, I hate to. Just throw a name out, but I've, yeah. I feel like maybe Junior Gallet got run or something. <laughs> I mean, surprising. But, you know, you, I mean, it's obviously not conducive to having a, a, a good. Day. You don't gain anything about getting by getting kicked out of practice. Sure. Well, you know, and again, Penning obviously has learned from the yeah. the mistakes. No, we haven't no dust up sense. Nope, none since. Now again, the uh, the the one two days ago that was a that was a whole different ball game. No, a couple different people. Yes, yeah. and uh, yes, they were uh, asked to leave. So it happens, I guess. Well, it's football, you get angry. Yeah. Now we're, we're going to see people on the other side of the field. Thank goodness. We're going to be able to see tackling on Saturday, which adds a whole different element. We saw things change once the pads came on. How different are these reps for these players? I would imagine uh, it'll be a first preseason game. It's probably going to be a little sloppy. Yep. Uh, because nobody's been tackling um, the NFL's, you know, really, really heavy into this, you know, safety thing. And so if you don't get tackling in during training camp and your first real live tackling is the first preseason game, well, it's probably not going to look all that good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. It's just the necessary steps that you have to go through. So, But, yeah, I, I never expect to see a clean, crisp first preseason game because it's just, you know, basically throwing your body back into it. And if you hadn't been hitting in a long time, it's just not something you jump to uh, through thud drills where you don't take the guys to the ground. I, you know, every year when you talk about that first preseason game, one team tends to look really good and the other team look, tends to look really, really bad. And I just want to say if the Saints are the latter part, don't panic if you're a Saints fan. Do not panic whatsoever. Thank you. Because it is going – it <laughs> just – it's the way it is every single year – they're going to correct their mistakes. And I tell you, the two practices in Green Bay are going to be the most important practices of this entire training camp. Forget the, the, the games because everyone's going to be participating mm-hmm. in those practices. Ones on ones, twos on twos. You're not going to see that during the games for the most part. Those are the ones that you're really going to evaluate. And, and again, in those joint practices as well, the, the times I've watched, one team has looked great on one day, and then it completely flips yeah, the other. The joint day. practices are better than the games. Absolutely, it will be better than the game. They probably will have great joint practices, and probably hold a ton of players out of the game because they got the real work in during the joint practice. Before I let you guys go, Todd, I know this is something that you're very meticulous about during practices. Oh boy, how are we feeling about the kicking game? Will Lutz. <laughs> 31 of 32, baby. <laughs> 31 of 32. Uh, and, and two of those uh, two of those sessions were on wet wet fields kicking a wet football. So the only miss he had during the entire training camp was a 57-yarder inside, which was short 
and a little right, and immediately he did the rep again and made the kick. So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with what I've seen from Will Lutz. Look, he missed the whole year with that core issue, and he got healthy. He said he was healthy. Um, he is another one that I will probably bubble wrap <laughs> for <laughs> maybe for the whole preseason, but definitely for the preseason opener because they've got an extra kicker, and that's what you have him for. Uh, there's no reason to take any risks at all with Will Lutz. And even if he does kick, I don't expect him to kick extra off. Extra point? Yeah, I, you know, probably PAT, maybe yeah. a short field goal. I don't expect him to kick off, but it's good to see him back to being Will Lutz. Everybody needs to kind of get back into the rhythm of a game. We have a lot of players like that, that even Peyton Turner mentioned the fact that he hasn't played in a real live game in a while because of his injury. So a couple players that either one of you think fans should look out for on Saturday. Who? Let's see. I would say, I would say, well, well, two easy ones. Uh, Ian Book, who's going to play the majority of the snaps. And Trevor Penning, because I think he's going to mm-hmm. play a lot of snaps at left tackle. Mm-hmm. It's good to see the rookie get out there and, and uh, hopefully uh, play snap to whistle, and that's it, and uh, and get some mixing it up with somebody else. But I think those two will will play a decent amount. I'm I'm, anxi- I'm actually anxious and excited for Ian Book to have a chance to play in an NFL game with people who can help him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go the running backs. Uh, I guess that's pretty basic. Uh, I, I want to see what Abram Smith can do with multiple carries. Tony Jones. Remember, Tony Jones had a really good camp last year and just he got hurt at the beginning of the season. Um, kind of off the grid a little bit. I want to see Jawan Johnson get better at the tight end slot. He's just a really imposing figure. And again, he, remember last year he started off so quickly and then just tailed off uh, as the year went on. I want to see him get back more involved in the offense because he is a just a really big target to throw to and he's got pretty good hands. Definitely agree with that. At this point, is it more just what you're seeing from the Saints versus how they game plan against the Texans? I mean, Dennis Allen said they want to win the game. This is yeah. this this is all about the Saints yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it really is. You really don't even game plan for yeah. the op- opponent in the preseason. You do what you do, and you know you kind of go basic offense. They'll be basic offense. Saints will be basic defense. They'll adjust on the fly, but you know there's no real scheming to it. You just want to you know basically see guys you know, compete, tackle, that kind of stuff, and not get hurt. Definitely agree with that. I have nothing to add. That I, is that, – that, That's a sum up right there. That's, I think, the main focus for everybody. All through training camp and these games is to stay healthy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. We look forward to watching a game against somebody else on Saturday, albeit it's just a preseason game. And as Graf said – do not try to deduce too much from it. The, the, the Lions went, what, 0-16 one year, and they won all their preseason games. So you never know. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.